0: Live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio, and the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty.
1: And now he is Armstrong and Getty.
0: Anybody uh, seen the White Flash? No, never. Heard of it. never heard of it. <laughs>
2: From Studio C. C senior! You know what it is? It's a dimly lit room. It's not actually dimly lit, it's brightly lit. Now it's dimly lit. There dimly we go. Dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, Little Friday, we're under the
0: tutelage of our general manager. Adjuhelm. Who? Adjuhelm! What is that, that word you're saying? That that is the new Alzheimer's drug. That is not a feel-good story, it is a nightmare. It could wreck the American healthcare system. Oh, really? Okay, it, well, I don't know about that. Oh, oh, it's an unbelievable
2: story. Huh. All right. Well, how about that obesity drug we've been talking about? That's still on track? Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it. That's the one I'm interested in. Oh, yeah, I'm excited so, about oh. the obesity drug. I'm going to gobble that up just so I'm going to eat it constantly.
0: Yeah, he could read those directions that come in a box, but eh, who has time? <laughs> well one I'm, with every meal that just makes sense or, right
2: whatever the dose is i'm going to double it that's why i generally do things so sure sure it'll work for me work twice as well duh heard an interesting stat this morning as i was taking in some news 80 to 85 percent of adults have immunity to covid now in america between the uh, vaccine and people who've already had it they estimate 80 to 85 percent of adults have immunity wow that's that's, uh,
0: uh, that's herd immunity right beyond,
2: way tall beyond clover yeah quite easily and uh we'll play clips from this interviews with some experts and doctors and whatnot the covid is currently at 150th of what a normal flu season is in terms of how much of it is around wow Wow, we've
0: become obsessed as a society. The fact that it's still really that much of an issue is just our own weirdness. Well, in California, if one person in your workplace isn't vaccinated, everybody still has to wear masks. Come on.
2: Harry. Yeah, well, I, you know, I talked about how this, this is the first week where I've become annoyed by having to put on my mask. Yeah. I put on. I say it out loud in my truck today before I walked in the building. Put on my moronic mask, I guess, and walk uh, in the building so I don't get in trouble.
0: I'm vaxxed. No mask. Get the t-shirt at armstrongandgetty.com. Wear it proudly.
2: So, um, I don't get the way they uh, cover these trips that our politicians take. Um, Joe Biden going to Europe, talking with Boris Johnson. Apparently, in his conversation with Boris Johnson, phones exist. He's talked to Boris Johnson (laughs) probably ten times already this year. (laughs) Right. Phones exist. There's not going to be any new giant thing that comes out of his conversation with Boris Johnson because they're in the same room as opposed to doing Zoom calls.
0: Yeah, yeah. We probably should have talked about this on the phone, Boris, but I want to give you a New York back. How do you like that? (laughs) No, please. please. In fact, not only do you have the face phone these days, but soon coming to a conference near you because people have Zoom fatigue, holograms, hologram meetings. For reals? That's that's what they say, yeah. I saw well, some pictures that... of it. It looked disturbing. <laughs> well, explain that. What would that look like? Uh, uh, well, if, uh, I don't know, what's a good, for instance, if there's some uh, national client, uh, like, uh, for instance, we endorse Omaha Steaks, which are fantastic, great, great product, and and we wanted to meet with the, uh, you know, the head guy. Uh, instead of just looking at each other on a, an iPad or whatever, he would be sitting there in the room in hologram form. Well, our... And and we would be what, in his room. What, I think. What room, though? What what room?
2: If we're all three so, in different rooms, whose room has are the people in?
0: Well, no. In this scenario, you and I we we are sitting there. Okay. He's in Omaha, presumably, and
1: we're we're each a hologram in each other's space. Okay. Maybe even have some NFTs like a bonsai tree in the background. Oh, no, no, decorating no, the room. No, there's no need for that. Really, get some vibes going in there. Stop it. Well, I hesitate
2: to uh, make decisions on the, these things because, as I the the oft told tale that I tell, um, our old news person Jamie Coffey, texted somebody. It was the first time I'd heard of texting, and I thought, why would anybody ever do that? Mm. It didn't make sense to me. That why
0: it, it, that why, and then of course, idiot, luddite. Yeah. Um, but I'm telling you, the holograms just look disturbing. Looked like there was a ghost in the room. Well, yeah, right. I'm not sure why that would be better than just seeing your face. Uh, you'd have, there'd be a long getting used to it period, I think. What's the, yeah? All right. Well, this is a three-dimensional human in the room, being projected in the room, as opposed to staring at a screen.
1: In one of these scenarios, I actually have to put pants on is one difference. <laughs>
2: Huh, I'll have to noodle that through.
0: So freeing to be unpanted, really. And obviously, everybody would have to have the the proper equipment. Right, yeah. But the the big tech is working like crazy to get this going, I guess.
2: Oh, I'm sure. If it was good enough, it would be be huge, I suppose. I still don't quite get why that would be. I'd have to try it, I guess.
0: Well, I think partly everybody's life-sized instead of being a tiny little shape on a screen.
2: Would you have to be, like, standing in a particular spot with a computer
0: getting all the dimensions of your body? In the illustration I saw, a fellow was uh, sitting in a chair, okay. and he was sitting next to a real human in a chair. It was like they were putting on a conference, and then there fairly, are people in the audience. Did
2: it look fairly real, or did it have that hologram kind of weirdness look to it? The second. Okay. The second choice, the
0: latter. Hey, Ghost Jim, welcome to the show. Welcome it to the is- meeting, Ghost Jim. It was like when, uh, what'd they have, Hologram Elvis uh, yeah. doing his thing, and Hologram, somebody else did. Celine
1: I Dion, I think, did you a i the real person in She's this. She's not dead. And there's a hologram in the chair next to me, and I do a, hey, check this out. And I get up and I sit down in the chair of the hologram person. Is that considered disrespectful? Sit on their lap. Or punch him right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough
2: out of you. Bam! <laughs> Put him in a chokehold. Hey! <laughs> yeah, interesting. Why not? Uh, a lot of stuff we ought to get to, but first, introduce everybody. It's teamwork that makes the dream work, and that's why we introduce everybody in the squad. There's our technical director in in real, not just hologram. How are you this morning. Michael,
1: you know, bro, I just keep thinking about the coronavirus and that it was supposed to be a two week shutdown. Right, flatten and the curve. Flatten the curve. <laughs> and here we are, you know, June 10th of the next, you know, the following year. So, uh, but as far as I'm concerned, next week we're in our state. We're supposed to get rid of masks. Supposedly, That's what they claim. There's different rules for different people and different mm-hmm. businesses. and But as far as I'm concerned, I'm taking off the mask, and that's
2: it. It seems, sounds like for California, June 15th, if you're vaccinated, you pretty
0: much get to put your mask behind you. Well, and again, the prevalence of the disease in society is 1 50th of a normal flu season. Which I mean, is, it's yeah. it's trivial. Yep.
2: Um, what they've got to do is make sure in all states they take those special powers away from governors because there's talk of the COVID coming back a little bit in the fall. And, you know, a lot of the governors that uh, that if they still have the, the ability
0: to do so are just going to clamp right back down oh, in, yeah. in a few months. Ruin more lives, uh, to prevent more people from getting cancer screenings, crush more businesses. Sure. M- kids into their third year of not going to school, maybe.
2: Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
1: Doing quite well. I uh, recently purchased a new pair of shoes as I continue to do things uh, like the before time, which is fantastic. Mm. But I got to say, the laces on these new shoes, I don't like it. They don't stay tied. Are they round or flat? They're round. The round is not good. You got to have flat mm. laces to stay tied. Is that what it is? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Man. are all they, about surface area friction. Look yeah, it up. They came with the shoe. I can see why they would be paired with it. They seem to be, you know, yeah. complementing the colors nicely, etc. But man, if I if I'm just walking, all of a sudden uh, I'm I'm like a seven year old. I just yeah. got a shoelace flopping around. Round laces will not stay tight. It's just unless you double knot them. It's just a fact of life. I'm walking around with double knots on my shoes, or <laughs> I'd rather have Velcro. <laughs> what? How double dare knots. you, sir? The, the double knot is the knot of the prepared man, the man who's ready for, for action. action. Are we securing footwear or tying a boat to a dock? What are we doing <laughs> with the knots now
0: around our, our ankles here? Yeah. Well, when crunch time comes, I know whose shoes going to be flying off and I'll be left fighting alone. It's fighting
2: something. It's odd that we continue a lot of things out of just a habit. Um like there, there's no reason that we wear shoes that tie. Everybody should be wearing velcro shoes, but they're kind of seen as a bit of a the shoe of the lameo or or <laughs> or, or, <laughs> or not
1: necessarily Frank couldn't figure out how to tie them. Uh, well, maybe. that's kind of the implication.
2: But we should all be wearing some sort of slip-on velcro shoe. And yes, wearing and, and like you know people of the future in in bad sci fi movies, just some sort of one piece jumpsuit. That's what we should all be wearing. It should uh, up until when? When did fashion become a thing? I'm guessing. Well, I don't know <laughs> among average people because Cry around mating for uh, well for most <laughs> most of uh, human history, I think you only wore what was going to keep you cold, warm enough or cool enough or protected. I don't know at what point wearing uncomfortable things to, to send a message caught on i don't actually know mm, that's an interesting question i mean you, you look back at the greeks and the romans it seems like a lot of a lot of togas which is just kind of like the one piece suit it's just comfort and sandals of course yeah but sexiness was a thing back in the day no doubt yeah sean's probably pretty right about mating as soon as somebody did, you know threw on a, a shoe with a heel and the and the lady said hey Ooh, wait a minute or the guy said is that guy taller
0: yeah exactly and i think i get myself a shoe with a heel Yeah, somewhere out there, there's a clothing historian saying, oh, my God, somebody wants to hear about my field. I've got to call in, because they're used to, you know, they'll bring up, you know, the history of the jacket's really quite interesting, and everybody turns away at a cocktail party. Chris Rock has a bit where he says, every man's
2: fashion sense is the same of his friend who does the best with women. (laughs) Hmm. And it's just just a fact. You tend to dress like whichever (laughs) friend you had that did the best with women. And you kind of well, sounds think, adaptive. Hey, that, that, smart pants uh, seem to work for him. I think I'll wear those pants. You know? Heck, it yeah. wasn't the pants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it, what they can't about. hurt. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. You know, He's Joe quick, Getty. Velcro shoes are like clip-on ties. Yeah, but, but but both make perfectly good intellectual sense. There's no reason yeah. to learn how to tie a tie if you can clip one on and wear velcro shoes. No, you're not going to get the
1: job. <laughs> or, if you or, show the up, or the girl. Or the girl. If you show up in that, but it, it, but intellectually, it's smarter. It's a small difference. You don't know I'm wearing a clip-on tie unless something has gone wrong. True. I am broadcasting to the world that I'm wearing Velcro shoes that you've given up. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
2: Um, it is Thursday, June 10th, the year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getting. We approve of
0: this program. Let's begin now officially, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go. At
1: Mark. How you ever used spider tie while pitching? Um, I don't. I don't know. I I, I don't know if. Uh, I don't know quite I don't quite know how to
2: answer that to be honest. Um. That's one of the uh, best pitchers in the world being asked if he is using any of that cheating substance and he goes on for like 2 minutes kind of with that <laughs> yeah, sort of well. answer. Um, yeah, yeah, cuz uh, yeah. you have to look at the and then there's the Well himself. the thing about that is <laughs> it was remarkably Kamala
0: Harris-esque. Yeah. Um how does mail bag look? Oh it's it's nice. It's very good. Oh my goodness. Cool. Just fabulous. And <laughs> I think,
2: uh, don't oversell it. And uh, we have uh, got news of the day we've got to get to. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Okay, we gotta get into the big consumer price index numbers that came out and the numbers behind the numbers from the headlines you may have already heard, yeah, uh, is it uh, where are we with inflation? another big jump, but again, the numbers behind the numbers on the way next segment.
0: the way you're saying behind is that necessary Just... I don't
2: know
0: Also, the new Alzheimer's drug story is not about the drug, not really it it is going to wreck the American medical system, it will bring on fully socialized medicine. We'll explain why and how in a couple of minutes. Don't go away. Right now, your freedom-loving quote of the day. This from George Bernard Shaw in Man and Superman. This is one of my favorite quotes. Is it harsh? Is it condescending? Yes. But it's true. Liberty means responsibility. That is why most men dread it. Mm. I know. That has got so much truth to it. That is one of the truthiest truths that's ever been truthed. So true. Mailbag. Nice note from Jesse here. Yo! The story of the Trojan horse is horribly misunderstood by modern readers. Ancient Greeks had a tradition of building trophies after victorious battles. After a ten-year siege, the Greeks appeared to leave, but left behind a trophy. This was considered an enormous insult to Trojan honor. By custom, they had no choice but to remove the trophy. It wasn't naivete on part of the Trojans that allowed the ruse to work. It was ingenious of the Greeks to use the Trojans' own culture against them, kind of like the Chinese did to Nixon. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I also uh, became acquainted... Where is that? The oldest story in human history that they know of. And what its theme is. I really can't, can't wait to hear that. That is yeah. fascinating. Yeah. Oh, let's see. How about this? You guys keep me going. Right, Stan. I had eye surgery last week for a detached retina. That's not good. I'm not supposed to lift my head above 90 degrees for 15 minutes an hour since then. My so eye. I'm not supposed to get pudding in it. It's right. one of the best lines ever from The Simpsons, if you've seen that episode. <laughs> Sounds very Conan... Uh, uh, conan asked, could be. Uh, so it, uh, I assume that means he's got to be lying down for all but 15 minutes an hour? But he's stuffed an earbud in. He's listening uh, every morning through the iHeartRadio app rap, and then says we're effing awesome. Thanks, dude. Appreciate it. He also says he's uh, he had a very rocky road in his first marriage but his kids came out great, and he sends along his encouragement to you, sir. Oh, so, boy. Very nice, like so many have. Uh, how about this? Uh, Nick from Wisconsin writes uh da, 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 da. kamala's don't come speech don't come is pretty different from her old policy which if i recall correctly was if you're trying to have a good time just come no matter what if you're trying to have a good time just come no matter
1: what i, I,
0: I, I don't think that was kind of doesn't sound like her <laughs> let me hear it one more time michael if you're trying to have a good
2: time just come no matter what <laughs> oh the giggle at the end give it away though might be her
0: yeah, well, that was essentially the policy both she and Biden uh, spouted during the campaign, which was heard loud and clear in Latin America. Uh, here's an excellent point. We, we kind of made it earlier, but uh, da, 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 who is this? Kevin uh, reminds us, you guys mentioned four out of five unvaccinated individuals tell pollsters they have no plans to get vaccinated, et cetera, et cetera, anti-vaxxers, anti-taskers, but don't forget people, uh, one group that won't get vaccinated, the previously infected. Uh, our public health betters don't like to mention it, but study after study shows the natural immunity gain from prior infection is as good, if not better, than vaccinated immunity. Yeah, they think it's
2: permanent. Um, that's the latest study on that. And so that's why we're at 80 to 85 percent immunity nationwide between the vaccine and the uh, you've, the people that have had the COVID. We keep leaving out Washington. We talk a lot about California because that's where we live. But Washington, they're staying locked down for another 30 days. Seattle has the highest rate of vaccinated adults in America and and Washington is going to stay locked down for another 30 days. Zero justification. None.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty show. Walk out of this, or are you gonna know, take a break? Okay.
1: Oh, watch out for the cicadas. I just got
0: one. Got me. Am I gonna be in the same block out of this, or are you gonna know, take a break? Okay.
2: Oh,
0: oh my god, <laughs> cicada.
2: <laughs> what the hell?
0: Do I have more on me? I
1: don't see any more.
0: Are they in my hair? <laughs> oh. Where are these cicadas coming from? The uh, White House press corps traveling to Europe ahead of President Biden was delayed because of cicadas. I can't even, Willie. I can't even.
2: So, yes, cicadas are attacking uh, reporters all across the Northeast and South, uh, including the President of the United States got attacked by a cicada. The Secret Service <laughs> t- the tackled the cicada and wrestled it to the ground. Attacked. <laughs> and the cicada is currently being questioned in an underground facility. See if it has ties to... Uh, Al Qaeda or communism or anything like that.
0: Ship it to Gitmo.
2: Yeah, put it in Gitmo. Put it in a tiny little cell in Gitmo. She's only going to
0: live about another five days,
2: right? U.S. consumer prices rose strongly again in May. So remember a month ago in April when the number came out that how much, uh, prices had shot up, everybody was like, ah, ah, ah. well, they went up even more in May. So it's two months in a row. Well,
0: well, well, we were assured that those were just isolated little parts of the economy. It wasn't a sign of some sort of systemic inflation about to start. Some of the
2: numbers behind the numbers are, uh, some are comforting, some are not. This from the Wall Street Journal, who does the best on this sort of stuff, I think. Uh, U.S. consumer prices continue to climb strongly in May, surging 5% from a year ago.
1: Moving
2: oh. up. Reaching the highest annual inflation rate is since about 2008, the last time we had a big crisis. But here's where it gets into the uh, the scary news. Uh, first of all, the Labor Department said that the Mays increase um, uh, was the largest since August 2008, the big financial crisis of 2008. And that follows last month when it went up 4.2%, which was, at that time, the highest it had gone up in a month since 2008. But the core price index, which excludes volatile categories like food and energy, if you take out food and energy, which they go up and down for different reasons, supply chain and stuff, like really volatile, then you're at 3.8%, which was the largest increase in almost 30 years. Wow. Well, so really that number that includes food and energy is hiding a scarier number that is the largest increase in 30 years.
0: You know there's part of me that's a little bit grateful for whether it was the covid which really illustrated unmistakably although most people see it, this is is escaped virtually everybody I think but but you folks and us and people like us the the covid thing illustrated people's willingness to give up their liberty to give the authorities unlimited power uh, and 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 let it persist well I mean way 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 past any justification and then the, this, this is showing you, yes, if you print trillions of dollars, if you pour trillions of dollars into the economy, you will get inflation, significant inflation. And, and you pray not runaway inflation. So several months back, I had,
2: a, um, uh, had to make a decision on whether or not I want to get my truck fixed because I'm a moron. I backed into something and put a dent in the side of my truck, and I don't really like driving around a dented vehicle. Um, but it got over a hundred thousand miles on it. How much money do you want to spend on fixing a vehicle? Then I looked at what it was worth and I thought, well, it's worth fixing because used car prices are so high. This was several months ago. In the past month, prices for used cars and trucks leapt to another 7.3% from the previous month. Wow. Which has driven one third of the rise in the overall index. The indexes for furniture, airline fares, and apparel also rose sharply in May.
0: Interesting. You know, it is probably worth glancing at those, those specific sectors because I know in the car thing, there was the interrupted supply, supply well, line during can, COVID. Then yeah, I, can, I can read on from the Wall Street yeah, Journal. It talks free.
2: about there's different reasons for the different categories. So is this inflation or not? Prices for new vehicles have soared because of a computer chip shortage that has crimped car production. That, in turn, has bolstered prices for used autos. Rental car prices have soared because companies sold their fleets when the demand collapsed with travel airfares and hotel rooms are rebounding because consumers are traveling again there's a, there's a reasons for almost every sector that don't fit into just a general inflation
0: it could be i'm you know i'm a humble enough man to, to admit it could be we need to wait several more months to get over the the jarring blow that was covid
2: food makers said their costs are climbing at an alarming rate prompting them to raise prices the inflation pressure we're seeing is significant said the uh, CEO of General Mills. It's probably higher than we've seen in the last 10 years. So is this general inflation or does each individual sector have its own reason? For instance, I went to Big Five Sporting Goods to buy some Dumbles for, uh, for lifting.
0: I most people pronounce it, dumbbell. Okay. Go on.
2: Um, my uh, my kids kind of like the idea, and I thought, oh, you know, why not have them around? And uh, so I was going to just get a couple of dumbbells. And so I, I grab a couple. I don't even look at the price. I've bought dumbbells before, and they are what they are. So I just grab some dumbbells. I take them up there. I've, I'm figuring they're going to tell me it's like $40, $50. Bucks. They said, that'll be $310. <gasps> I said, what? They said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, exercise equipment is through the roof and there's a shortage of dumbbells, so that's what they cost. I said, well, I'm going to put them back. That's my exercise for the day. I'm not paying $300 for, like, a couple of dumbbells. But So I looked into it a little bit, and yeah, uh, because gyms were closed all across America, everybody went out and bought fitness equipment, like your big fitness workout mm-hmm. rack things that cost a couple of thousand dollars.
1: There's hardly any of them in America, and the price of the ones that still exist are sky high. A friend of mine was legit flipping those on eBay for like three weeks straight. I wow. can see how you would. Wow, yeah.
2: These dumbbells
1: Man, were so high. And I went to a, a store that was only sells exercise equipment.
2: The price was a little lower, but they had a limited selection. We got a four-pound dumbbell. We
0: got a 75-pound <laughs> dumbbell. <laughs> that's about it. So use one
1: in each arm. <laughs> you can have you can have one massive arm and one kind of linguine. You just got to swap but... halfway through your set. That's all. And then your arms will balance but out. But so
2: the price of dumbbells going up isn't inflation. It's because gyms were closed for the last year.
0: I had no idea. I had some collecting dust
2: in my garage, so I gave them away. Oh, oh idiot. I, I've got a have got a huge selection of dumbbells that uh that are at a different house right now and um uh, I thought I should have fl- I should have sold them. You know, I'll buy them back when the prices go back to normal. If they're three hundred bucks for a couple, I've easily got several thousand dollars worth somewhere. And it's wow. not like they wear out; they're hunks of iron. I'd expect you to be beefier than you are. You know, <laughs> given that fact. See, here's a weird thing: it's not an osmosis situation. You have to go do something with them. They can oh. you can own them, and they can sit in the corner of your garage for years. It will not make you any stronger. Rip off! It is a rip off. I thought just owning them was all you needed to do.
0: So, uh, change of topic here. Perhaps you've heard about the new Alzheimer's drug. Exciting breakthrough for that tragic and horrifying disease. Well, yeah, maybe. But the bigger story is it could accomplish what Barack Obama hoped to accomplish, which is completely socialize American medicine. I want to hear this because I can't understand how one drug could do that. It, it could be an enormous history-changing development in healthcare. We'll get to that next.
2: One more example of, is it inflation or just individual things are going up for different reasons? Last year, that says this texture, I threw away a 15-foot above-ground pool, had a couple of holes in it. I went to replace it this year. Instead of the $350 I'd paid for that one, it was now listed for $1,000. Wow. So all kinds of things are going way up for different reasons.
0: Yeah. Supply chain's a big part of it. Yeah, but if everything is, then the reasons don't matter so much. It's just inflation. Sure. Right. So the story of Biogen's new Alzheimer's treatment, you know, if if I might, you know, this is not a brag. It's just a statement of purpose. There's so many stories you hear on the news that they barely scratch the surface. The smiling twit uh, chipper gives you the basic facts, barely, but leaves you with no understanding and often the story behind the story is the the, the cliche but it is really really interesting and what we try to do is is bring you that on this show here's a good example biogen's new alzheimer's treatment which is uh, named adulhelm uh has been reported as a breakthrough in fighting against alzheimer's the terrifying disease around 500,000 americans are diagnosed with alzheimer's each year and it does look pretty promising for dealing with people who have mild symptoms early in the disease, cause it, 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 it gets rid of some of the plaques that form on your brain that call, cause Alzheimer's disease. But, and I'm going to jump back and forth between some really good coverage in Axios and the New York Times. The Food and Drug Administration's decision on Monday to approve a new Alzheimer's medication over the fierce objections of its scientific advisors set into motion one of the most controversial drug introductions in years. The problem with this drug is that they approved it for all Alzheimer's patients, even though it has not been tested on anybody with advanced symptoms. It might not do them any good whatsoever. More than six million Americans and half a million more every year have Alzheimer's. Really? And Man, this Man, half thing, a million every year. And this thing, which is a monthly intravenous inf- infusion. Oof costs $56,000 per year per yeah. patient plus tens of thousands of dollars in additional costs for screening and monitoring patients.
2: That must just be cuz my son doing his IVIG for his thing is about 60 grand a year, so that just must be what it costs to do that sort of thing roughly. So, yeah, that well that'd be really expensive for
0: 500,000 people. Alzheimer's patients live on average an additional 3 to 11 years after their diagnosis, according to the Mayo Clinic. So listen to this now. Half of the newly eligible Americans in a year began treatment with Adjuhelm. The cost would be $14 billion. That's roughly equivalent to the Medicare Part B spending on the next eight drugs combined. In fact, that 14 to compare the 14 billion on this new drug, total part B spending in 2019 was 37 billion. So this would raise it by a little less than half, by 40% in the blink of an eye. So, well, not bad. It'd gear up over a year or so. But.
2: Did you mention I missed it or do we have a number on when when, when are most people diagnosed? I got to believe that the the age is pretty high, like you're into you're automatically
0: getting government care territory uh, yeah,
2: most yeah. of the time
0: might as well be, yeah Mm-hmm. indeed ah uh, da, 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 da. let me skip down here so um there's arguments about the cost of it, uh but this would drive Medicare immediately into bankruptcy, an increase that fast so the government would have to start negotiating the price of this drug and other drugs the way some people are talking about and maybe they should but also, the, the problem is that this would cause skyrocketing costs in health care and insurance in general. And everybody would pay for it. If you're a healthy 40-year-old and all of a sudden a significant chunk of the population is getting this $56,000 per year drug and the insurance companies are on the hook to pay for it, well, they're not going to like sell their houses to pay for it. They're going to charge you more to pay for it. New York Times says... Uh, the drug's all but certain to unleash a gusher of profits for Biogen. Drugs expect to become one of the best-selling pharmaceutical products in the world within a few years. But the drug's approval, uh, largely shouldered by Medicare, could drive up insurance premiums, according to health care policy experts, could add new out-of-pocket costs for some families that are already facing years of staggering costs for caring uh, for loved ones with Alzheimer's. Uh, Dr. Joseph Ross, pharmaceutical policy expert at Yale, uh, on a sits on a committee that advises medicare on coverage decisions says this is really what keeps me up at night a therapy of this cost is going to have enormous implications for everyone and by everyone i literally mean you too there's going to be some 60 and 70 year olds on your plan if they start getting this treatment you will see your premiums go up
2: oh boy yeah and this would be a conundrum if the drug was you know miraculous home run But it
0: sounds like it might not do any good at all. Well, and something's going on that they approved it for all Alzheimer's patients, even though
2: there's no proof it would help them. Would be a great way to force us into socialized medicine.
0: Prominent experts include... Yeah, yeah, that absolutely could be it. Uh, Prominent experts, including the FDA's Independent Advisory Committee and a professional society representing geriatricians and other healthcare providers for older adults, urged the agency not to approve the drug said Dr. Peter Bach, drug pricing expert at Memorial Sloan-Kettering Cancer Center, quote, it's completely unconvincing that we should be using it at all. In reality, we shouldn't be paying anything. We should be continuing to research until we have drugs that are shown to be effective. Meanwhile, the company's shares soared 38% Monday alone.
2: You know, Obamacare brought us the explosion in, uh, in deductibles, which just doesn't get talked about enough. Nope. People don't get it, I guess, because, you know, Obamacare still polls pretty well. Everybody's deductible, the relationship with their deductible changed overnight. My whole life, a deductible was, like, not even worth paying attention to. Now it's so high, I barely feel like I've got health coverage.
0: Sure, thousands have got to go out of pocket before the insurance
2: even kicks in, depending on your plan. I don't know what ours is now. I should look into it, because... Uh, my son's on quite a few drugs. Well, you know, your deductible, you don't, you don't get any coverage on those drugs until your deductible kicks in. So every drug I go and pay for early in the year is cash. So I go and I expect the drug's going to be, you know, $8 or $2 or free or whatever. No, it's $400. It just keeps adding up until you hit the whatever, whether your deductible's $3,500 or $6,500 or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You barely feel like you have health insurance if you're a relatively healthy family.
0: One more number for you. The Institute for Clinical and Economic Review, which evaluates the value of medicines. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure exactly what goes into their estimates. It could be a little cold hearted, but they say this, uh, uh, part of their formula is how effective it is. Obviously. Uh, they've estimated that this new drug would be cost effective only below $8,300 a year. And it's $56,000. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I don't know. This, this Something stinks here. Only patients with mild cognitive decline were enrolled in the clinical trials. There even, is no evidence it works for advanced patients. Even if
2: you get away from the uh, little hinkiness in there, I'd like to know if uh, you know the, the green light was forced on somebody to get us into socialized medicine. But even if you get away from that conversation, we're an aging population. Everybody's living older. All kinds of health issues are going to hit really old people. We all have to die of something, and it's really expensive at the end. And can can our health system survive all the baby boomers that are going to move into their 80s and 90s? Well,
0: especially as more drugs and technologies like this are developed. I mean, the American capacity for developing new cool stuff is amazing, and we need to keep that. Uh, but, I mean, for instance, if they decided, you know, that, that rover up on Mars, it comes across a substance, Wow, well, it turns out it cures cancer. It's on Mars. Costs $50 million per dose. But we can effectively end cancer. Well, that, that's an extreme example of a lot of things that are going on right now. The technology or the drugs is, exist, but they're incredibly expensive. And so they're out there. You know, they could save you or your spouse or your child or whatever. And so there feel, there's a moral, you know, energy to get it to get it for you. Somebody's got to do something to get that drug to that poor human being. And that's a beautiful impulse that human beings have. But when the technology keeps leaping forward and gets more and more expensive and then kind of rarefied, where does that leave us as a society?
2: I don't know. And, you know, I'm not going to sign up for I'll check out at age 78. Now, if you can keep me around a little longer with uh, this particular drug, sure, I want it. Everybody yeah. else is the same thing. And how's that get paid for?
0: So coming up next hour, we've got a lot of great stuff, including some great, powerful testimony at a school board meeting talking about critical race theory, including from a mom who survived Maoist China, who thinks the comparisons we've been making are not a stretch at all. Uh, New York Times editorial member gets triggered by seeing too many American flags. Okay, beautiful.
2: I just saw a quote from Charles Barkley. I'm starting to follow the NBA playoffs a little bit. He's rooting against the Brooklyn Nets because he says he hates super teams. I think I'm in agreement with that in general. Because The Brooklyn Nets, they brought in James Harden from the Rockets, Kevin Durant from the Warriors, and uh, Kyrie Irving from wherever he came from. And, you know, this whole putting together super teams when, when, when players' contracts are up, I don't know. They just land somewhere and win championships. I just, I don't know. I don't know if I like that for a sport. Yeah, it does change it. Of course, it doesn't. It doesn't automatically happen. You know, LeBron was trying to put together a super team in Los Angeles, and they went out in the first round.
0: Yeah, what percentage of the time does that work? Depends on the
1: sport. Mm. It's Partly. relatively a new phenomenon as well. It's only really existed for, I don't know, 10 years yeah, maybe.
2: not very long. Um, it's a lot easier in basketball, obviously, because you only have five starters at a time. All that stuff Joe talked about coming up.
0: Armstrong and Getty.